Good Sunday morning. Welcome to another edition of Sideline Junkies. It's the last one of the year, Sunday Rise. So we're going to do it up right. As you can see straight across from me or beside me, however this camera setup is, you got the man, the myth, the legend, the boss, BJ. What's up, everybody? Good morning. And like KG said, man, this is uh, week number 16. What we got? One more week after the one more week, regular season week, and then it's playoff time. Yes, indeed. So yeah, man, we we've been going strong this year, and uh, I got Christmas toys behind me squeaking and squealing and stuff. But but hey, man, I'm ready to talk some NFL, man. We had a it was a really good game last night between the uh, the Dolphins and the Raiders. Did you see that game? I caught a part of it, and okay. uh, I think that the the Raiders. I think they're going to need a coaching change as far as offensive coordinator go. You you think off? Oh, I thought John Gruden called the plays. Come on, man. I mean, but look, look, John I'm Gruden. Sure how, much, how much they pay? For, how much they pay for John Gruden this time? Yes. Hold on, let me find out. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it's crazy because they keep losing games. This team was this team was Super Bowl bound. Three years ago, before he took over, they yep. stumbled because of injuries. But then when he came back, it was supposed to be what put them over the hump. Uh, what's the problem? That's now? what it's supposed to be. The, the problem is now he didn't get Tony. He didn't get Tony Dungy's team. That's the problem Ten years, now. Hundred million dollars. Ten years, a hundred million dollars. So when you pay somebody ten years, a hundred million dollars. You're supposed to. You're not supposed to lose games where there like multiple coaching mistakes. You're supposed to be the upper echelon of decision making, of the chess match, the the stuff we talk about all the time with head coaches. When you pay somebody ten years, a hundred million dollars, you ain't supposed to be losing games like this, like just just blown coverages, like lapses, mental lapses. Like, like, don't get me wrong. The players have to play, but we've we've seen across the league. We see in Kansas City, we see in uh, we saw in New England for the last twenty years. We saw we you know we see the good good team, San Francisco, with good coaches, Sean McVay and and in, in L.A. We see these teams and their coaches put the teams in positions where. They they get over that hump. They win these close games. They don't have mental lapses on the field. So I'm just saying, ten years, a hundred million dollars is a lot of money to be eliminated from the playoffs. Man, <laughs> I'm gonna say this: you're eliminated from the playoffs after starting off kind of good. But you're playing in a conference where you're actually the number two team in the conference. I'm sorry, in the, in the division. You're the number two team. So if that's going to be your deal, this ain't the place. This is not what's supposed to happen here. This team was supposed to be a Super Bowl contender, not missing the playoffs. Yes, I guess. I guess that was the 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 deal when Gruden took over, but 
did, did, did you ever think that they would leap over Kansas City? No, that's why I say they're the number two team in the in the AFC West. Man, it's, and it, that, that's the thing. It's just like you're supposed to. You got to find a way. They they beat Kansas City to give them credit. They did. Mm-hmm. They had in Kansas City a loss. You see the potential there, but they're hitting this roadblock where they they just can't overcome certain things in the game. And it's you know, like I said, when you pay somebody that much money. I expect you to coach up what you have on the field. And I think they have, like you said, they have a pretty good team. So then now what's the excuse? And that's why I don't want you to put it on the coordinator. They paid a man 10 years, $100 million, to get the right coordinator, the right defensive coordinator, because he's an offensive-minded coach, right? So I'm pretty sure he still has something to do with the offense He, if he's not calling the plays that are coming through his headset. So, you know, spider wire, monkey, banana, whatever the hell he calls, it ain't worth 10 years, $100 million. Yeah, I, I guess he'll go back to calling sluggo thing, but, I mean, everybody didn't pick it up on that. So. But I can't – no, I'm not putting it all on the coordinator. I'm just saying that he's going to lose his job because somebody has to take the blame and shit rolls downhill. It does. Yes, it does. Somebody has to take the blame, and it's not going to be John Gruden. And like I said, this, this time around – he didn't inherit a Tony Dungy team. So now you got to build your shit in the kitchen from scratch, and it don't look like you can cook too well. I'm just saying. I, I think it does the luster of the legend that is John Gruden, but we've said it uh, several times before. He gets credit as the Super Bowl winning coach because he was coaching the team in, in 2003. 2002, whatever year that uh, time. But those were Dungy's players. And the hear players like Warren Sapp say, you know, it was a different atmosphere when he took over. You know, when Tony was here, he passed you in the hallway. Hey, how you doing, Warren? Everything all right. But when John Gruden passed you, I'm going to get your ass today. I'm like, dog, y'all could have played the same way for Tony. It's always excuses, man. It's always a bunch of excuses, you know, but we will see. We will see. I think it's going to take a lot to dethrone Kansas City. And they, yes. they just they don't have it, you know, and, and, it, and it's not I don't think it's talent wise. It's coaching. Getting out coached. I don't I don't think I'd ever see a day where I would say Andy Reid was better than uh John Gruden. And if you would have asked me this 10, 12 years ago, I'd have told you you was outside your mind. Yeah, but, but I we we talked about it when Jay Gruden was a coach in Washington, right? Mm-hmm. I I told you I felt like what you get from John Gruden as far as um motivation, you know, as far as getting your face, the you know, the players love him, A plus. But I felt like he was always overrated as a coach. I don't I don't put John Gruden on Bill Belichick's level. I don't put John Gruden on Andy Reid's level. I don't put John Gruden on shit Sean McVay now. Kyle Shanahan. You see what Kyle Shanahan is doing in San Francisco? Players mm-hmm. keep getting hurt. People keep going down. That's the mark of a really good coach. You keep losing players. You got to find uh, a new player to plug this position. You got to adjust your game plan 
for now these new set of players you have. You know, you, everybody keeps going down, and you keep plugging and playing, and you don't miss a beat almost. San Francisco shouldn't be winning games. True. But but look at them. They, they, beat, they beat Arizona last night. Did anybody in the junkies group pick San Francisco? No. No. Not one. And not one. So, yeah. You see good coaches around this league. We just saw a really bad coach fired in Detroit. Should have never got the job. Should never got that job. Um, but you know why he got the job? Because yeah, I know why. No. Yeah, I know why he got the job. He, you know, and now the reports are that um, the NFL is looking at Urban Meyer. Yeah. Yep. So, so you you're gonna you're gonna pass Eric B. Enemy. You're gonna pass Brian uh Dayball, the, the offensive coordinator for Buffalo. You're gonna pass um God. Um give me a name. Give me a name. Who they, else you gonna pass? Jim Caldwell, because Jim Caldwell interviewed for the Houston Texans job. Jim Caldwell, but but you know what? You know what I feel like that interview is, right? Oh, the token interview. So we can we can um we can we do can the minority. Hire, we got the minority interview out of the way, so we can hire who we really want. Cause I yeah, think so, um didn't Marvin Lewis interview for something? He he interviewed for the Texas job too, I believe. And look, to Marvin Lewis's credit, his Cincinnati teams were I thought they were solid. He never had an elite quarterback, which you need to win in this league. Who? 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 Who is the elite quarterback he had? Who? For a small sample size, Carson Carson Palmer was elite because he got it done. They couldn't get past Pittsburgh. I know you don't like him. I don't like him either. He's a USC quarterback. I don't like him, but I got to give credit where credit is due. He had one of the best. Come, he wait. He had one of the best receiving duos for a small sample size where you had Chad Johnson and TJ Hushman's off. And then they still had Chris Henry in the slot. They had three talented receivers that went over a thousand yards. They didn't have a run game. Their defense was strong, but not strong enough. I think the year that I don't, I still don't consider Carson elite, but I think the year that, the year he got hurt was that a, um, was that Pittsburgh in the playoffs they were playing? And mm-hmm. and um, uh, what's the boy name? Uh, was it Van Ol- Olofen hit him? Yeah, hit, chemo. chemo hit him in the knee. I think think that was their year. Yeah, because think, they, they went down after that. Yeah, when as soon as when Carson got hurt, it deflated the life out of the Bengals. Like they had. Like Andy Dalton tried, was it no who was it Andy Dalton that came in? No, nah, that was John Kittner. John Kittner, John Kittner. He came in, he tried to, you know, be hyped. He tried to get him, you know, fired up, hey, let's go. But you could just see it on everybody's face, like, yeah, we done. Mm-hmm. We're done, you know. And but I'm, I'm what I'm saying is I'm not saying that Carson Wentz. Now Carson Wentz will be a Hall of Famer, not first ballot, but he will be a Hall of Famer. But you got to respect those teams, those Bengal teams, where he had 
Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco, in my opinion, is a Hall of Fame. He they're not gonna give him first ballot because of the antics, but the antics made him what he is because he went out and backed it up. You had Didn't a T.O. get first ballot? No, I think T.O. was second ballot. Second ballot. I think so. He should have been first ballot because his numbers don't lie. But you you had this this core of guys. That went, they, I mean, they went out there, they talked trash, and they back it up. But they just couldn't get past Pittsburgh. I mean, it wasn't a dominant run of 10 years or nothing like that. But injuries and things like that. But Marvin Lewis had those guys playing. So I'm just saying. I want to go over real quick the current playoff situation at East Conference. So let's start with the AFC. Of course, Kansas City Chiefs are number one, 13 and one. They clinched their division. My Buffalo Bills are number two, 11 and three. They've clinched their division. The Steelers, free falling as they are, they've clinched the playoffs, not the division. All right. So now you have the in the hunt teams. You got the Titans, number four, at 10 and four, first in the AFC South. The Browns, right behind the Steelers at 10 and four, second in the AFC North. And number six, the Colts, number second in the AFC South, right behind the Titans. And then rounding it up, the Dolphins, 10 and five, second in the AFC East. So the playoffs started today. Buffalo would get uh, the Dolphins, the Colts would play. The Steelers and then the Browns and Titans will play. If the playoffs started today, the Ravens are still in the hunt. They're the only AFC team that's still in the hunt. Uh, the rest of the teams have been eliminated. So Ravens are nine and five, third in the AFC North. I don't think they catch uh, Cleveland. I think the Ravens. They, I think they're going to miss out this year. I think Cleveland has a chance to win a division because Pittsburgh is free falling. So you just got you got to keep uh keep an eye out for that. So we go over to the NFC. The Packers are number one at eleven and three. They've clinched their division, NFC North. The Saints, first in the NFC South, NFC South, they've clinched their division, eleven and four. The Seahawks are first in the NFC West, number three. Um, the Buccaneers clinched last night, so they're the fifth seed. So. Right now, the end of hunt team leading the NFC East is the Washington football team, and they take on Carolina today. The number six team in the hunt are the Rams, nine and five, second in NFC West. The Cardinals, big loss last night. They were to be the seventh seed, uh, eight and seven, third in the NFC West. NFC West is representing. That's three teams. That's three teams on the bubble. They still have a chance. The Bears, seven and seven. The Cowboys, five and nine, second in the NFC East. They still have a chance. The Giants still have a chance. And the Eagles. The entire NFC East is still on the bubble to make the playoffs. Everyone else has been eliminated. So it's a mess in the NFC right now, as far as. Shucking and jiving for a playoff position. The AFC is a little bit more clear, but it can be some movement coming up in these last two weeks. So, 
I ask you. And I, I ain't putting you on the spot with your Washington football team. Give me a surprise scenario that you think will I, I gave you my surprise scenario. I think Pittsburgh is gonna lose that division. Mm. I think Pittsburgh is gonna lose that division and they're gonna keep falling and they're they're gonna end up having to play like right now they're three. So they're gonna end up having to play somebody in the first round. They're gonna get knocked out. Is it is this the wrong time? He's fine. Yeah, come on, come on back. You you don't see my nice background I got right here? Oh, it's empty. Uh, no, it's not <laughs> empty, but it's it's a it's a house I don't own. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, so Good morning, junkies. Yeah, they 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 the Browns play the Jets and I ain't, I'm not putting anything past the Jets. But the Browns been playing really good football. So I, I got them beating the Jets today. Pittsburgh plays the Colts. That might be four straight L's today. That might be four straight L's today. Um, I'm going to let you do the NFC playoff pitching. I want to tell me, since I gave a scenario, give me an NFC scenario you think is a surprise. What, you think any surprises? Who's going to miss the playoffs? Who's gonna make it? What you think? Who's gonna miss the playoffs? And this is surprising. Uh, now, granted, Seattle is a juggernaut. They're gonna win the NFC West, but the Rams are falling right now. Per uh, NFL.com, you know they're down one. They're falling. They're nine and five in the West. Uh, even though the Cardinals lost last night. Okay. We get a Cardinals win in the final game of the season against the 49ers because the Rams are going to lose. I'm put that down now. Rams are going to lose to the Seahawks today. You think so? I know so. I got the Rams beating them today. Oh, man. I got to go with Russ, but I think the Rams are going to miss the playoff. And the Bears are going to sneak in and possibly make some noise. The Bears. Yeah. I mean... I'm not going to speak on and the P word. So I just want to get a win today. That's all I want to do. I want to get a win today. I, I need the Ravens to come through. <coughs> Excuse me. Beat the Giants. And that's what it needs to be. Hey, man. Uh, hey, look. I like. I like that you said the back because I was looking at the Bears. They're right outside. If the Cardinals keep tripping, Cardinals keep tripping. That's going to be the Chicago Bears slot right there. So, um, real quick, talk about let's talk about Washington and Carolina. You all right over there? Yeah, choking. But <laughs> I had to break out one of my uh one of my my victory cups from one of the games that we went to. Uh, I'll always keep one. Yeah, I got I got a couple around here somewhere. But I got four. I got a black one from last year. This the first year we don't go to the game. I know. Damn. Uh, get a, get cups and stuff. 
I know. Man, we we've been making that a a tradition yearly, and it's you know COVID messed everything up. So it is what it is, unfortunately. So let's uh let's dive into. Uh, well, this one faded a little bit. Then you know you got that with bottomless cups. That's all I get. Bottomless. I got I, I, I'm, I got that one right here. Hey man, try to keep those souvenirs from each game, man. I try to, and then one of them's actually from a, a Notre Dame Navy game. Okay. Okay. Because all right, so- I, I was actually boohoo crying that night because I got to see my boys in person for the first time in my life. Uh, the Notre Dame. Yeah. Well, we got Carolina coming to Washington. Why is this a four o'clock game? Got flex. Okay. They flex so because of Baltimore, uh, New York. So they want Baltimore and New York to play first. So Washington can see that okay, if Baltimore beats New York, all you gotta do is beat Carolina. You beat Carolina, you in there. And I could say the P word. That makes sense. Um, Carolina's favored by half a point right now. That's it. They're favored by half a point. The over under points is 42 and a half. Where, I picked one. Huh? Where are we playing? We're playing in Washington? Yeah, say in Washington. Ooh, it's cold up here today. Yeah, it is. It's freezing. It's absolutely freezing. So, the tail of the tape. Um, let's do Washington first. Points per game, 21.6, good for 26 in the league. Points allowed, 21.1, fifth in the league. Total yards a game, this is where Washington is struggling at. 29th in the league, 317.3. Passing yards, 217.3, that's good for 25th in the league. Rushing yards, 100 on the dot, that's good for 25th in the league. Yards allowed a game, 312.6. That's good for fourth. And turnover differential net, minus three, good for 21st. We go to Carolina. Carolina, 23 points a game. That's good for 21st. Points allowed, 25.40, 20th in the league allowing points. Total yards a game offensively, 356.6. That's good for 19th. Rushing yards a game. 20th at 108.4. Uh, yards allowed a game 18th at 358.9. And turnover differential 9th at plus 4. So it seems like kind of the same tail of the tape where I see an opportunity for the Washington defense to exploit, to, to go in and do their thing. And I, I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but the Washington offense has to conjure something up. They have to take advantage of the the, the Panther defense allowing 25.4 points a game. They had to take advantage of that some type of way. Um, trying to go through the injury report, Gibson is questionable. Um, Terry McLaurin is doubtful. Yeah. 
Um, is that why they activated Gandy Golden? Is he playing today? Uh, they cut Inman. Right. To, to bring up. To bring up uh, Gandy Golden. Um, I'm not even sure why. I just said I'll sit back and see how this move works. But everybody says, well, Inman ain't really played since the Browns game, which was week two. Mm-hmm. You know, he haven't really balled out because I think he had two touchdowns that game. Dwayne found him for two touchdowns. Okay. But I'm just, I don't know. But I think Terry's going to play. I think Gibson's going to play. And I heard something about him being on a possible snap count where he doesn't play over a certain amount of snaps. Um, But without Gibson, we got to let Peyton Bob and, and, and McKissick run wild they they got it but see they they can't get two yards here two no instead of being on first down and, and i'm still a a madden phrase from brandon god a fox you got to be on time and ahead of, you know it is it, it on time is you know first down you get five yards but i want to be ahead of a, a schedule i want to get six yards first down so i'm in a second and four eliminate the third and longs and make them third and shorts so they're easy to pick up. That's what I want today. And we have to control the clock. After. Now, we're not dealing with Christian McCaffrey. We're not, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think, who else is there without? I, I know Bridgewater starting, but who okay. else is there without? I think they're without a receiver. So we have to, it, we got to shut down their receivers. We, we got to shut those guys down. And we got to play some decent ball because these dudes can be the grip. Yeah. Hey man, I am looking through my uh you said something about Christian McCaffrey. I'm looking through my uh fantasy lineup now. Man, if I had started Derek Carr, he put up thirty seven fantasy points. Oh, I'm about to break your heart. How about Alvin Kamara with the six touchdowns on Friday night? Oh, you have him, don't you? I got Alvin Kamara. Guess what? I got eliminated playoffs last week. Oh, goodness. So in three in two days, Friday and Saturday, my my fantasy team has scored 164 points. Where was this at when I needed it last week? Well, I'm I'm slated to lose this week's game by three. So I'm hoping that somebody come through with some points. Cause I've been rolling all year, but now it comes down to playoff time and it ain't looking too hot. I hate it, man. I hate it. It ain't looking too good. But it's all good, though. So, okay. Let me ask you this now. I went off about it. I even had an off-air discussion with the wife, and she mm-hmm. cut my legs out from underneath me. Dwayne Harrison's last Sunday. Go. He was dead wrong. Um, it, it we we talked about in the beginning of the year when Ron Rivera pulled him for basically showing off after a loss. Um, and you know we're like, hey, look, he's a young kid. You know, we can see the maturity in Chase Young. We can see the lead leadership in Chase Young. It's not there in Dwayne right now at all. Um, he keeps putting him himself. He keeps putting himself in positions where he's the butt of the jokes. 
and he's putting the team on blast. Like what 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 happened last Sunday was like totally unacceptable, especially with what's going on in this climate right now where people are dying left and right from this damn disease and you're out partying, you know, so no mask on. Um, I think them stripping the captain from him was absolutely right. Um, I think if this had happened early in the season, he would have been gone by the trade deadline. So I think this right here was the nail in Dwayne's coffin. Like the kid is talented. You can see the flashes. Um, we hopped on social media after the Seahawks loss, and I'm like, I'm, I'm watching the last two drives, and it's frustrating because he's throwing darts. He's hitting people, people dropping the passes, and then the very last drive, the offensive line just completely disappeared. Okay? So if you're blaming Dwayne Haskins for that, like, look, we know it's a team effort. We know that at the end of the day, the quarterback is what drives everything, right? But – if on a three-step drop, you're already getting sacked when your foot hits the third step, or fucking on a five-step drop, you you on the third step and you already getting sacked. Like, come on, man, that's that you can't control that. That he was throwing some good balls that last. I'm like that last two drives. I'm like, Dwayne gonna go down here and win this game. He threw a he threw a, a sketchy pass to McLaurin across the middle, was real tight, and I say that was sketchy because. You had to fit that in there, right? But I like seeing that because it's like he got confidence, okay? He's, he's hitting it. He's throwing. And then all of a sudden, it's like a Madden glitch, and it was only two offensive linemen on the field. You know, you come to the line of scrimmage, and some of your players not there. That's how it was for Washington. And to see, like, okay, we're supposed to have five offensive linemen. Why is it only two here? And that's what it looked like. It looked like they were non-existent. And they all had to take the brunt for that. I know Morgan Moses was, like, nicked up. He came back in. Um, his replacement was garbage. You know his name. His replacement was absolute garbage. Like, you can't have that big of a drop-off going from your starter to your backup. If you have that big of a drop-off, you might as well go get somebody off the street. Like, it was really bad. So, back to Dwayne. Frustrating. Because he has the talent, he has the arm, but his Washington days are over. At the end of the season, at the end of the season, you're talking about Riverboat Ron. You're talking about one of the best coaches in the league, a no-nonsense guy. He's giving him chance after chance. I thought when he was crying at the press conference about being able to play, I'm like, he, he might get it now. He might get it. It might register him how valuable it is to how sacred it is to play in the league. And maybe he's not taking that for an advantage no more. Maybe he, he learned his lesson. And then you see the picture. It's just like, no, it, it's, it's, it's over with. They, they need him right now because they don't have another quarterback. Kyle Allen is dumb for the season. So he's basically anytime you know Alex Smith is gonna get nicked up, it's gonna be Dwayne coming. You, you're you're forced with him right now. It's nothing you can do. But I think at the end of the season, this this experiment is over. I don't think he gets any more chances, especially okay. after being stripped from the captain, fined. That's it, man. Okay. 
Now, granted, this is his second time breaking COVID protocol. He broke it back in October. Uh, $4,833 was his fine. Now, he got a $40,000 fine this time. Uh, you cut Dwayne Haskins. He's still owed. Uh, let me see. Because he's still in his rookie contract. He's on the second year of his rookie contract. Um, he's still owed. Over what's that two? That's eight million and signing bonus that he gets. So he's still going to get another four million guaranteed and sign signing bonus. And he has to get fourteen million dollars guaranteed throughout this contract. And he's going to count at least twelve million dollars against the cap next year. So that's $12 million you're going to have to wind up paying him regardless. He can go sign somewhere else for less mm-hmm. as a third string and make bread. So it's yeah. not a money issue. But I, me personally, I don't, I'm thinking about it. And I've been a fan and I've watched this team be in salary cap hell because of, of, of you know, jealousy among owners. <laughs> the Mara family. But you know, we got hit with that, what was it, um, uh, $39 million salary cap hit that, that 10 minutes before salary, uh, before free agency opened. And it took two years to get out of there. That's crazy. I understand. But I don't want to go back to that by cutting a rookie uh, before his contract is up. That's number one. Number two, what you said, I get what you're saying. But I can't agree with it. I mean, the national media has crucified this guy, saying that he should be kicked out of the league, but you just let Josh Gordon back in the league for the ninth, tenth time, only for him to fuck up two hours later. Yep. It can't even be reinstated. And you know what? I mean, I don't wanna I don't wanna compare because Josh Gordon's a knucklehead. He is what he is, he's a talented knucklehead. And we know from watching sports throughout our career, if you're talented, super talented, you're going to get chance after chance after chance. It's just what it is. It don't matter what sport it is. Their goal is to win games, and they'll make an excuse for you to come play for them. Um, I think with Dwayne's situation, if this was Jay Gruden, if this was old Washington, he'd probably be around just to take up space. But that's, I don't think that's how Ron Rivera works. Like, I didn't think you would see him again. If Cal Allen was still playing, you wouldn't see Dwayne Haskins again. He's forced to play Dwayne Haskins because that's the only other quarterback they have. And sometimes, you know, maybe you could get a six-round pick for him. You know, somebody, he, a change of scenery. He's from here. Maybe that's hurting him. You know, maybe. Yeah, maybe the hometown, you know, cooking is hurting him. Maybe he needs to go away. He has talent. It's, that's not the question. The question is, and you made a really good point. You said the desire. And we both watched him go from what he was last year to transform his body for, before camel height. He looked good. Yeah, he looks good. He trimmed up. You, you don't do that on accident. You have to want to do that. So it's like it's there, but the decision-making isn't there. 
mm-hmm. the decision making is still um, preteen, and you can't. You know, he, he he. I don't know if he understands the magnitude of what he has in his hands that he could be the face of the franchise. He could be Washington football. It's him. And I don't know if he's – you could tell Chase Young has it, the leadership. You could tell it's there. There is no, oops, I wasn't wearing a mask. There is no this, that, no this, you know, lead by example, you know, saying the right things, being a leader, you know, taking responsibility. You see that from Chase Young, but just not from Dwayne. I don't know what it's going to take. I think he needs to go to another franchise. Somebody got to give him a chance. If you're giving Josh Rosen another chance, if Nathan Peterman is getting another chance, if people really think that Sam Darnold is a, a, a okay quarterback, like you said, I forgot who you said it was. I, I think I know who you said, but we're not going to say that name on this podcast because I can't believe that person's an analyst after the career they had. But you said this person said that Sam Darnold was a better quarterback than Dwayne Haskins. And to me, it's just like, how do you want the shit on your plate? Do you want solid shit or do you want diarrhea? With a little seasoning. Like that those that's Sam Donald and Dwayne Haskins to me right now. Both of them are shit. One is just solid shit, one's running shit. But to say Sam Donald is a better quarterback, I mean, he's had two solid years. This kid is still hasn't even started 16 games. Hasn't even had a chance to start 16 games. So, yeah. But let me tell you this. And this is, this is came from fan base. I'm talking fan pages have said this. That, oh man, we could trade uh, Haskins and get Sam Darnold. What? I, I, but are you listening to what you're saying? Oh man, we could sign that. Why are y'all so pressed to get that? Why why do we have to settle for retreads is what I'm saying. Oh, man, we could draft a quarterback. We just drafted a quarterback two years ago. That you mm-hmm. drafted a quarterback that a coach didn't want, did not groom, did not play up, did not coach up, nothing. Yeah. Once he got fired, Callahan started coaching him. Yeah. He's had three different coaches in two years. He's been in two different systems. He flourished under Callahan because everybody talks about the Detroit game, which was his first NFL win. That was a selfie game. And I heard somebody on uh, national radio. I was listening to Sirius XM. Oh, well, he took a, a selfie in the middle of the game and he couldn't go back in the game. It wasn't in the middle of the game. It was four seconds left after he led a touchdown drive to put us up. The defense caused the turnover while he, he said, I got caught up. It's my first NFL win. And everybody was like, you know what? You deserve to get caught up on that. But now, yes, he did something else. But now the things that you weren't tripping off of, you weren't tripping off of the selfie game too hard. But now things coming out from draft night. Oh, he he was so smug on draft night. He uh, smirked because uh, the Giants drafted Daniel Jones. Shit, I laughed because the Giants drafted Daniel Jones. I know Giants fans didn't want Daniel Jones. He's a bum. But then, oh, well, he charged a cover charge to get into his um his draft party. I would do the same thing for my children. Mm-hmm. If you're not, you haven't been there for any 
Pop Warner game, any fundraiser, any high school game. You didn't travel to any college games. You didn't road trip with us or nothing like that. But you want to come to the draft party? Oh, you got to pay. You wasn't there. Yeah. You know, yeah. those people support it. Those are people that's already there. And they know about it weeks in advance. Hey, man, just all you got to do is show up. Put your coats yeah. in the room, man. Get comfortable. Yeah. I don't blame that because you know what that you know what that does that that separates the supporters from the leeches. It will it will quickly when somebody got to hear when somebody here they got to pay now. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh 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 I got I got to work that night. Exactly. That's how I be. But don't support me because I'd have made the pros. Now where was your support at when it was the beginning stages? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel where he's coming from, but you also have to realize you show me a perfect human being on this on this planet, especially somebody in his generation. He's 23 years old. He's not going to think like a 35 year old man. I understand what you're saying, but you got Chase Young on the flip side from the same school that is way more mature from the from from the same area. But you know what I what I said about that? It's got to be who you who he has around him. Chase Young has, then he I think he got older brothers. He got his not, dad. He got his dad, mom. I know he got mom and dad, and I know Haskins got mom and dad. But I think Haskins is the oldest. But that's where I would I would love to see uh, Thomas Davis be like, nah, you know. How do, how got, do you know that's not happening? Didn't Thomas Davis? Didn't Thomas Davis say something to him in preseason? He did. He said something to him about standing down receiver. But no, I want Thomas Davis to be like, no, move out of your apartment. You moving in with me and my family. That's what I wanted at the beginning. I, yeah, but- I get it. We're in COVID. I, 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 that whole let me show you how to carry yourself as an NFL player. That 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 yeah. how to play. But- but after that, after the game where he was bragging about the 300 yards and the loss, mm-hmm. and you heard the rumblings about people in the locker room being upset about that, if people feel like you're, you're not getting it, you don't want it, they're not going to extend that help. That's you understand true. what I'm saying? Yeah, it can't if, help somebody who can help themselves. Exactly. So if you feel like, if I feel like, you're making a mockery of the team. You're thinking about the wrong thing. People, let's just say people have been talking to him. We don't know because we're not, we're not behind the scenes. Right. So it could have been, and like, nah, you, you're not getting it. You don't get it. You don't get it. Now they vote, the team votes on captains. He was voted captain. Yeah. And and I kind of think the reason I the more I think about it now, I think he was probably voted captain to give him some responsibility. Because if you watch America's game, and I've watched every America's game probably about 15 to 20 times, and they talk about the 68 Jets, and they said that they voted Namath captain, not because they thought he was a great leader, but because they said he needed responsibility. And name all these years, name and thought. He was like, that's one of the greatest honors that I've ever gotten in my life. But come to find out, they did that because they wanted you to step up and be a better, a better leader. Right. 
Right. And maybe that's why he he got that captaincy. It could have been. It it could have been. And you know, so but um we need to tiptoe out of here, man. But to to end it, you yeah. agree with the fine, you yes. agree with uh, the stripping of the captain. Yes. I agree with both. But where we disagree at is I don't think this is the last you'll see of Dwayne Haskins in a Washington uniform. Because no. the reports about Ron Rivera not liking him, and Ron Rivera has said he liked him. And everybody said, well, he could be saying that because, you know, you don't want to damage the kid too bad. Right. But I don't think this is the last you'll see of him. I think him and Ron have a nice little conversation for exit meetings. And he's going to tell Dwayne, stay off social media, do your work, keep your head down. You, this isn't the last you're going to see of Dwayne Haskins because the, the way that offensive line play, Alex Smith is going to get hurt again, and you, he's going to have to come in. <laughs> oh. I ain't wishing that on Alex, but he, Alex is going to take another nick where he got to come out the game for a little bit, and number seven going to have to come in. So he, the thing is, he has, he has an opportunity to the, – the best way to shut people up is to go on the field and play. You know, and I thought I really thought if he had some offensive line help in that Seattle game, I thought he was going down there and win that game. I, I really, I, and I'm not saying that because he's black. I'm not saying that. I, I just really felt like like he's he's catching catching a little fire at the right time, and then all you see is sack, 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 sack. Mm-hmm. Then you go on social media, like, oh, Dwayne Haskins is awful. No, 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 no. Go get the numbers from the offensive linemen. And put them on blast. It's okay. People, people, we're human. People have bad games. And for that, that little series right there, that was probably Washington's worst offensive line little series that they've had. They're usually pretty solid. But for that particular series, they were awful. So that's it, bro. That's all I got, man. That's all I got. So, uh, Everyone, thank you for joining us this Sunday. Uh want to say this has been a great year. This is week 16, but this is our 15th show for the season because we missed one week. But uh, this was absolutely a grand ride. I can't wait to go into the second season, and hopefully we can do some sort of Zoom party for uh, a Super Bowl something. But uh, – you plan to do a, a end of the end of the year uh, party this week, right? Yes, indeed. We we plan. We got a New Year's Eve, uh, and I'm trying to get every single solitary sideline junkie on deck so we can be here and we can hand this thing, hand this this year the proper closure. Uh, I want to do say this. I want to say uh, rest in peace to Brody Lee who passed away yesterday. Um, WrestleManiacs weren't able to cover it. Because uh, we are on hiatus until the ninth, but still, uh, amazing talent gone too soon. Uh, we lost Casey Jones this week. Boston Celtic, great. I mean, yep. the hit coming back to back right now. So, yep. uh, everybody, remember to wear your mask. This this daggone virus is still out here. It's running rampant. Um, but. That's it for the Sideline Junkies, and we are out of here. Peace out.